we're just starting, are we? Yeah. We're just starting. Are we started? Yeah, we have. Oh, we started. Okay. Have you recovered? Because I've just poisoned you with too much dairy. Look, I've been off the dairy. I've been on the oat milk, as you know. I know. On your recommendations, actually. Both of us on the alternative milks. And not just for the reason of sort of lactose avoidance either. Not just? Not just. Well. Oh, because of the cholesterol. The cholesterol. Yeah, because we're old. (laughs) Getting old. uh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Aging is a privilege. I like to think that also. Not everybody gets old. So I will deal with the fallout of giving up most dairy except for soft cheese. Yeah. A, a little bit of oat milk in in our coffee is fine. Is We recommend it, actually. It's really nice. I Do you know I prefer it? I've come to prefer it as well. So one of my cafes doesn't know that I'm on the oat milk, though. So I, I How are you going to break the news? I think I've left it too long. It's weird now. I might have to do it after a break, like after school holidays come back and tell them over the break I've converted to oat milk. You can't just foist it upon them. You, you can't surprise them. No. Baristas, they come to expect a certain routine. They do. Yeah. And you don't want to startle them because they usually peak hour busy when I'm there. Yeah. They're, they're busy. They've got a lot on their mind. They can't be dealing without disruptive coffee orders. I'm, I'm not complicating <laughs> things for them. Actually, so anyway, welcome. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the fans. Hello, fans. The fan. We already have a couple. One of them has just become a fan of the Instagram and hasn't actually listened. Um, Is this the same person who gave us some feedback? Yeah, we Instagram? got some feedback. She hasn't listened, but she's given us some feedback and she's my icon at work. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, one, some feedback on the name. We should be the Tom and Zoe report. It's a good name. It is a good name. I don't know why we tried to complicate things. Maybe that's where we'll end up. Who knows? Um, we It's our podcast. We'll do what we like. We can change our name. We could change our name. So she said Tom and Zoe report because she's gone around telling people that's what it's called now. I think maybe we have to rebrand, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, and also we need more podcast related imagery on the instagram because she didn't realize the instagram (laughs) the socials were to promote the podcast she thought the socials were like a husband and wife but best friend kind of insta that we'd created to update you and our dogs which admittedly is somewhat true i wouldn't put it past us However, upon reflection of that feedback, when you when you told me about this feedback, I went straight to the Instagram. Yes. And as you know, I'm learning to do Instagram. Yes. And thank God I live in a house with so many young people who are there to help me. Um, it takes a village. It, it certainly <laughs> does. And I did notice that I did not use the word podcast once in our in Instagram In the actual bio. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so look, I think that is food for thought. And I, ha- I'm, I am digesting still, absolutely. Yeah. But... There's a lot to take on there, just from just from that one icon of yours. Iconic. Any feedback we get from her should be heeded. Heed the feedback. Should we start mm. with the dogs? We absolutely can. Okay, because okay. last I saw you, which was was it three weeks ago, ish? Two. No, because I saw you yesterday. Last last I saw you on the podcast. Oh, sorry. Duh. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> Last we spoke <clears throat> with me, the fans. Me thinking you're going back to uni this morning and you're actually just going to Pilates. <laughs> I cannot. Sorry. Yes. Okay. So it's been roughly three weeks. It's been roughly three weeks. So last we talked about the dogs. I had my dog, Poppy the Greyhound, mm. who will obviously become Insta famous. Uh, no doubt about it. And you were about to go and collect your dog. I was. Who was named Wok. Yes. But rebranded. 
He's been rebranded to Pocket. Pocket. Um, may, our hopes were that Poppy and Pocket would be BFFs. Pops and Pock, if you will. A, a Poppy Pocket, yes. Mm, indeed. Um, and so we had to do a first. We had to do a first meeting, didn't we, of the dogs? And we did the first meeting, and despite the inclement weather, <laughs> I would describe their first meet as a wild success. It was a raging success. Yes, I am really obsessed was. with Pocket. I've met Pocket several times since. I get daily updates. We swap dog updates daily. Uh, often videos of bizarre greyhound things. Greyhound yep. things, hashtag, if you're into hashtags. So I'm not really, but some are. Poppy likes to unpack things. So she, if something's in a bag, she likes to take it out. She doesn't really destroy it. Um but she just likes to unbox things, unpack things, take them out of bags, and she likes to collect things and put them in her bed. So I can see over there she's somehow got my heat pack out of between my covers and put it in her bed. Can I ask what that, um, what is that, I don't know, turquoise aqua thing? Let me have a look. Hang on. Ah, so experienced dog owners will be familiar with this. This is a Kong toy. And oh, what, I've not seen one in that shape. It's it's in a bone shape. It's got big crevices sort of down at the length of the bone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's girthy and filled with peanut butter. It's all the treats a she dog could want. loves it. I give it to her in the mornings. I come home in the evening. She's still licking on it and chewing on it sometimes in the evening. So that's one of her favorites. It. The Kong toys come in a, in a range of kind of difficulty levels. So I bought her that one, which is entry level. And I let her sniff out another one because I let her choose the toys, obviously. I'm a millennial. And she chose the Kong Genius. And I did say to her at the time, Poppy, are you a genius? Are you ready for... You've consulted with Poppy. Are you ready for genius level treat contraption? What did she say? <laughs> uh, look, she said she was certain she was. No. Every evening, I'm there getting the treats out of the Kong Genius for her. Oh, okay. See, I had hoped that this might go somewhere different. Um, I thought you were going to tell me to contact Greyhound Mensa. No. Like, hold the front page, Genius Reports. not a genius. Look, it's discouraging, but I let's not give up the ghost just yet. Look, as teachers, though, we do value a parent, even a poor parent, like a pet parent. I, I, yeah, P-A-W for those of P-A-W. you listening at home. We do, we do appreciate the parent, the poor parent, who is under no false pretenses about the gift and talents of their child. It's important to be realistic. It's important to be realistic. You don't want to overpressurize them. If you're going to put them in a gifted and talented program. I'm going to say this, and I'm, I have no qualms about saying it. I'm saying this based on mm-hmm. statistics and um, qualitative data and anecdotal evidence. If you are putting your child in a gifted and program, talented program in year seven, Schedule a breakdown for halfway through year 12. I am also going to talk about some... These These are my own statistics, so these are not um, backed up by any empirical research. Um, this is just like a, a stab-in-the-dark statistic. I would go so far as to say that if you are in a whole class of gifted and talented students in year seven in one school, very likely... They ain't there's, all gifted. There's some in there that maybe have um, slipped through the filter, so to speak. It's just—it's very unlikely statistically for 
all 25 of those people to be gifted and talented. No, and what you often find um, is that they are the ones that are well-behaved who do what they're asked. Yeah, compliance is not a gift, despite what maybe is spruit to us in classroom management. Yeah, so if you are going to pressurise your child to achieve um, and teach them that their value comes from their grades, I would be getting some referrals for some mental health support around that later adolescence. Yeah, just have it. That's my hot tip. Don't pencil it in. Because the waiting lists are so long, which is a tragedy in itself. Anyway, so Poppy's not gifted. I won't be having to worry about that. Um, Mm -hmm. She is talented in other respects. And she is, she did love Pocket. So she did. Wildly enjoying Pet Parenthood. How how are you finding it? I, first of all, would like to segue from the peanut butter inside the Kong to Mm. report back on another recommendation of yours, which involves peanut butter also and being a poor parent, P A W. (laughs) yes go on lowercase p um and what i'd like to report back on involving peanut butter is a lick mat oh the lick mat which i look i as you recall i did some gentle bullying of your lick mat you did not for you for poppy i sent you a video of poppy (laughs) thoroughly enjoying her lick mat she will spend 30 to 45 minutes working on the lick Mm. mat i got her a tricky one it's got small crevices so she's got to really work the tongue muscles Mm -hmm. um and, and they are supposed to find it quite soothing because the action, the repetitive action of the licking on the lick mat kind of calms them down. Um, so it is a sensory toy. It's a sensory toy, toy for, for, for a dog. For dogs, Which yeah. Tom found initially quite funny until... Which is counterintuitive given the fact that I am a big advocate for sensory, like, items. Yeah. Um, that, in, you know, involve, like, a calming... Effect. Aspect, absolutely. You know, I love a weighted blanket and a weighted toy. And we actually have a segment coming up called "My Anxiety Made Us Made Me Buy It." Made me buy it, which where we might go over some sensory things. So we'll circle back to sensory toys. We um, will. But yes, wild success. Also, I can recommend the crunchy peanut butter mm. because the the crushed peanuts add an an extra layer of challenge, challenge and difficulty and reward because it's fun to crunch them. Yeah, and they I think they really enjoy it. It's it is a serious enrichment activity for the dogs, yep. for sure. The only caveat I'll put on that is my, I did try and recommend the lick mat to my boss who has a puppy. Mm. Uh, and he said they had tried the lick mat and they did end up in the emergency vet with their puppy having eaten the lick mat. Do you know I have an insight on this also? Okay, gosh. Go <clears> and on. it doesn't involve Pocket, but it does involve Pocket's number one best pal, Duke. Who lives in your house. Who lives in your my house, house. Your dog housemate. Yeah, now Duke is... Not a human number one pal. Duke is a furry number one pal. Yeah, Duke is another dog. Duke is, yeah, he's another dog. He's, he's gorgeous. He's I'm obsessed boy. with Duke. He was in my bed at 6.45. No, yeah, 6.45 this morning for breakfast. It was most upsetting. Anyway, we're off the off the topic, which is um, Duke being thoroughly fed up with the challenge of the lick mat. <laughs> and while I was in the shower... <laughs> He took it outside and was trying to eat it into tiny bits. Yep. And I came into the lounge room and I was like, where is Duke? Where? I'm sure I left him right here. I, you know, he's a big dog. He's hard to misplace. Mm. And I go outside and I make eye contact with him and he is sitting <laughs> on the ground, chomping away at the toy that I purchased literally 45 minutes ago <laughs> in Woolworths for the type. some obscene amount of money for what it is. Mm-hmm. And he knew he knew he'd done me wrong. Oh, he knew. And he made, we make eye contact and I did a frowny face and went dookie. And he actually dropped it and stood up and ran to the other side of the yard <laughs> with his tail between his legs. He was, he knew he was upset. He was like, Oh, I, 
I've made a terrible mistake. I take it all back. Not the better of me. (laughs) (laughs) It was like I don't know some kind of addictive substance. Yes. So consider the lick mat if you've got a really chewy dog. Yeah. Um, I got one from the Tough series, which apparently is harder for them to chew up into little bits. Yeah, he, did, he was unsuccessful with the chewing. Yeah, but I he think wanted to. If I'd left him long enough, he mm. he could chew a hole through mm. anything. Absolutely. So we're you're three weeks into dog ownership. We're two weeks into term four. Um, how are you feeling? Oh, that's a tricky question. Mm. Um, I'm feeling good about lots of things, and I'm feeling less good about some other things, mm. which uh, is so completely vague. I know. It is so good. I'm very <laughs> curious. Um, um, I'm also feeling a little bit pepped up, yeah. maybe, on this today of all days, on this very day. Um, I'm you feeling pepped up? Yeah, Never. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm feeling very happy to be here, if not only for the simple fact that it is exponentially more enjoyable than where I've just come from. <laughs> so I might leave you with that little tidbit and we'll circle back later. How oh, are you doing? I am good. And we're pretending like we don't know how each other are doing. Um, <laughs> when we did see each other last night, we caught up uh, to oh. go. We didn't, we didn't talk though. We didn't talk. So what we've done is we've we've left off last time saying we want to try something for our sort of mental well-being. Um, and physical well-being comes into that too. So I've joined Pilates class, as we mentioned earlier. Thoroughly loving it. Can't walk sort of one out of every two days from the muscle soreness, but it's I'll adapt. It's potentially problematic. You know, um, and I can live with it. And I'm balancing, I'm doing a stretch class in between to kind of work on that. Thoroughly enjoying the Pilates, fully recommend. Um, but we decided to try together <laughs> the kind of sensory deprivation float tank. Which... Definitely was mentioned in the previous podcast, but it came together. I feel like, you know, the universe really threw us that bone Mm. because it came together um, when we lost out on something else that we'd intended to do together. Yeah, we were going to go to a concert and it was cancelled. So we thought, what will we do instead? We need a replacement activity. Obviously. Because we do like to take ourselves on an excursion. I mean, we'll just be going for dinner the night of the concert that's now being cancelled, but we wanted to do something else as well. Yeah, we wanted to do something. So we came up with the notion of the float tank and a bit of Googling, and we booked ourselves in simultaneously. Separate tanks, separate rooms, obviously. Yes. And I do recall when you said to me, look, I've got an idea and you'll probably hate it. I said (laughs) to you, do I have to be naked? And you said something along the lines of, not necessarily. I would like to draw our fans' attention to the fact that we went to the float tank place. I'm yes. calling it the alien bath, okay. which is what Because I... it's a big, it's like a big pod. I'm not sure if a word just... Dis- no. Is there a word to describe the shape of it? Maybe just go. Maybe we'll put one on the socials I'm thinking, to show you. Is it oblong the right word? I'm not very good at maths. No, it's not. It's more oval probably than okay. oblong. I don't really know what oblong means. It just sounded. It sounds like an unusual word for an unusual shape. Isn't an oblong a rounded rectangle, like rounded on the corners? I don't know what that means. Okay. I mean, I, I know what you're saying, but I, I don't. I can't confirm or deny because I don't know. Okay. All right. Um. Anyway, um. Back to potential nudity yeah potential nudity um the instructional video said it recommended nude but it was not necessary and you went at your own pace 
Yes. Okay. But so I've now come up with a phrase which is optional but recommended nudity, which is any activity <laughs> where you're clearly being judged if you don't want to go in nude. And I had this happen. We will circle back to the float tanks, but I had this happen on a recent holiday at a spa and I'd gone in for a body scrub, which I'd never had before. And I have one pet peeve in the world. And that is these little, I don't know if you've ever seen one, little paper G strings that sometimes beauty parlors. Or... I have not seen one, but I have heard about, I know what they are. Yes. Okay. So they, they are ghastly. They are vile. They don't, I don't know who they fit. Like they are just, that they are not the shape of any human bits. It's intended I've to ever shame seen. anyone who puts them on. And I much <laughs> prefer it when they just let you keep your own knickers on. Anyway, so I go to this place because it's warm. I'm in North Queensland. Um, you don't have a towel like you do in a massage over the top of you. You just have a sarong, very light fabric. And she says, so for the body scrub, uh, we recommend being fully nude because you'll be covered the whole time. But if you're worried, you can put the paper G-string on. And now I'm presented with a predicament. Do I put this little, I can't even describe, like it's a scratchy, you know, you know cheap toilet paper. Like yeah. the cheapest possible toilet paper that is almost shiny, like baking paper. You've got it from Sam's Warehouse. Ugh, it is. Sorry, that was probably too loud. It is this ghastly textured thing. And I'm holding it and I'm like, well, she said I'm going to be covered. So I'm going to discard. I'm going to ignore the paper G-string. You've not gone for the universally unflattering G-string. No, because I'm going to be covered. She promises me we covered the whole time. I didn't really think about that because it's a body scrub. Mm. Lies. I was sensing lies. Actual, infactual lies. That's the wrong. <laughs> That's the wrong came right on down when they were doing the front. They scrubbed my belly, my belly button, and right on up on the other side so they could get into your... your everywhere. Yep. You're everywhere. You're everywhere. Your junk in your trunk, all of it is... <laughs> she's baby smooth. But optional but recommended nudity, I never trust it. Okay, see, I... Can't trust it. I did not know about this. Okay. I don't know if you'd been saving up or you just... Mm, I've been saving that. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> but, um, see, I didn't know about your previous... Uh, Experiences. Yeah. Yeah. This sort of once bitten, twice shy. Well, this is like optional. third time shy because... <laughs> I don't know if this has happened to anyone else, but you've tried to book a cute, like, simultaneous spa thing with someone, but you've... It's platonic and you booked a couple's one and they assume it's romantic and so they make you get naked and share a spa together. Oh, deeply unsettling. I feel like I know what you're talking I'm, about. Like I'm, I'm many times bitten by these <laughs> scenarios where I just don't know what the rules are. I think the rules are... Because I have a similar story, <laughs> but I don't know that I can share it okay. on the podcast. I'll tell you privately. Have I said anything I shouldn't have shared? No. No, no, no. no. I think junk in the trunk was a great euphemism. I think it's great. No, I, I have a similar <laughs> anecdote about my first night in Japan. Ooh. I don't I think you know okay. about this. I do I absolutely <laughs> love this anecdote. I can't wait till we're famous enough that we don't have to teach and we can share it. <laughs> oh. Okay, so anyway, circling back to the float pod, we get the terms and conditions and the instructions. There's like twelve instructions. There about was a lot. Like I was already not listening in and an email talking to Zoe. No, there were written ones. They sent oh, us written instructions. Yeah, I didn't read those instructions. Either. Well, I read those. So you can't shave or wax uh, two days before. I just did that by sheer happenstance. Because or did not do that. it is so salty, it will like really aggravate any little tiny shaving nicks or whatever. Um, 
what were the other rules? Oh, they said to have a light meal before you come in, which I didn't did and you didn't. Um, and then they, they encouraged the nudity in the written form as well. So they were some of the highlights of the rules. We Anyway, we turn up to this place. Um, we watch the video. The video reiterates the rules. It does say you can, it does say you don't have to be nude, but for the full benefits they recommended. I'm not sure what benefits you'd miss out on. I'm not sure, what, except that like maybe the sensation of having something on you, if it's meant to be sensory deprivation, sensory wise. Yeah, I've got so much to say. We've got this. a lot to say about this sensory experience. <laughs> so anyway, what you do, um, and these are some of the rules that I found challenging. You also have to not put product like on your body or on your hair before you go in. Um, and I have, I'm not going to say it's an Afro, but like she curly, she's dry, she's curly. I can't describe the amount of product that goes into my hair. Brad Mondo is describing your hair as C4. It's, uh, and he'd be right. He knows. And people try and tell me, they try and say, oh, use better quality product, but less of it. Or you look at the product and they're like, just use a pea-sized amount or whatever it might be. No, I am using it by the like the cupped handful. You're like Hermione in Harry Potter 4 using like countless bottles of, um, what is it? The Sleek Easy's potion for taming flyways. It's, and that is necessary for me. It doesn't matter the quality, the quality of the product obviously makes a difference, but I need lots of it. So I've already kind of got off on a bad foot because I've had to in the previous hair wash not use any product and then hate my hair for a few days. Then you've got to shampoo it and wash your whole body before you go in. I don't use shampoo. I am a co-washer. That's its own little hair cult. You'll either know it or you won't. Is that a curly girl thing? If you know, you know. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I basically never used it my whole life. I was curly girl co-washing before that was even a thing. So you've got to shower. You've got to wash all the gunk off yourself. And then you enter the pod which is full of warm, very salty water. Do, do you want to kick us off with your pod experience or do you want? I would like to go back even before getting okay, in the pod. Before getting in. Because I, I was taking mental notes the whole time. I don't know that I fully immersed myself in the relaxation of the experience because mm. I couldn't stop thinking about certain things. Okay, what was your brain doing? I'm so okay, curious so to know. The first part was I couldn't stop thinking about how we were in the wrong rooms. Because I had been booked into room three and you were booked into room one and you started unpacking your things in room three. And I said, oh, do you want to go in this room? And you went, yeah, yeah. And I went, okay. Did it matter? No, it absolutely <laughs> didn't matter at all. But it was one thing I was like, I couldn't. I was completely unaware of which number we were. I was just like, we have two rooms allocated to two individuals. First come, first served. <laughs> and all I could think about was, I should be in room three. I'm in the wrong part. <laughs> Oh, this is going to get contentious if your pod was inferior to my pod. And I think it was. Oh, I don't so, know. Let's see. Okay. So once you go into your room, because you get the whole sort of walk around of the machine and like how to get in, get out, turn the things on, turn mm-hmm. them off and whatever. And anyway, so the lovely lady, she leaves you, leaves you to it. And full disclosure. Yes. Quite literally. Um, because I... I I went for let's just say Did you go for the full experience? I went for the full experience. Okay. Um which mm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it would have made much difference. Didn't help much. So step one, have a shower. Yeah. Right? Which I which I did, which was fine. Me too. Um now because it is a room full of water and steam, not so much steam, but everything It's humid. It's very humid. 
She human. Like, you know, you you feel like you've stepped off at Cairns Airport. It has the exact feel of an indoor swimming pool. Air, yes, yeah. Like thick air. Doesn't smell No, same. it's not chlorine. No. But it has a thickness to it. It does. It's a viscosity. You can mm. like cut it with a knife. Anyway, so you get in the shower and, you know, you use the products that they have to like, you know, wash yourself and get ready. Um, but because of the humid environment, there are no lights. No, sorry, no light switches. Mm. And so all the lights are censored and mm. motioned and whatever. And when it doesn't detect you anymore, the lights they turn, turn off. off. Yeah. Which is... You just pos- turn off in the shower? <laughs> yes. Did you just wave your arms and they came back on? No, it didn't work. Oh, ah, mine. Sorry, that was awful noise. <laughs> Excuse the parrot just flew in. So I'm just... I'm just in the shower, just like, okay. In the fine. dark. I'm just in the dark in this room. Yeah. I'm going, hmm, oh, well, there's no locks on that door, I don't think. Mine had a lock, but I didn't lock it. I didn't even check to see if it was locked on the inside. I just assumed it was some kind of safety thing. Well, I didn't lock it because I thought about the safety as well, but I just assumed maybe they have a key. Um, yeah, anyway, I didn't think yeah, about it. Okay. I didn't know. Anyway, so the lights are off. <laughs> oh, my God. Going, oh, okay. This is already annoying. Anyway, so then I turn it, you know. I get out and whatever, and I get into the pod. And I don't know about yours, mine apparently the um, because it has quite a heavy lid on it, and mm. it has those kind of hydraulic gas strut yeah. things that help it to open. And she had walked me through it and says these actually need replacing um, really soon. So when you get in, just when it's up to its full height, just keep a hand on it so it doesn't fall on you. Oh my god! And I was like, okay. And then she's showing me the buttons now for the listeners at home. There's two buttons. There's two buttons. On Inside your... the pod, once you're in. Yeah. They're like big. They're like probably the size of the base of a mug, I yeah. would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on the right-hand side. So when you're laying down on your right-hand side, there's a big red one. That's an emergency button. You I push... have things to say about the emergency button. Okay, okay. Because uh, I've got things to say about the green button. I also have things to say about the green button. On the left, there is a green button. Yeah. And the green button allegedly controls um, music... The lights because you're inside it and there's this kind of immersed speaker yeah um and so when you're laying in the water you like feel it in your whole body and whatever and there's a there's an led light at the end and it changes colors to like seven different colors which apparently are aligned to the chakra yeah they like something. move through your chakras or something anyway something to that effect anyway so she's showing me as as um before i've even had a shower or gotten into it she's showing me this button which apparently needs to also be replaced and you have to press it quite hard. To okay, get but to she do gave anything. me the same talk in my pod. Do you remember that? Yes. Yes. Okay. And but then she demonstrated to me several times, and she couldn't get it to work. And she's pressing really hard, and eventually, I heard the like a button the click. Click. Yeah. Okay. So she did the same thing. We were both in when she did it on my pod. Yes. And she was like, "See, the buttons need replacing. You have to push them really hard, and you like hear the click for yep. it to work." Okay. We had the same talk. Okay. I feel like I know where this is going. Oh my god! We had the same experience. Go <sighs> on. Because I was incensed yes. by this. Okay. Like, by the time the soak was over, I was irate. <laughs> <laughs> Which I imagine is the exact opposite of the intention of the, the float pods. Yes. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So, there Come I am. Come out more stressed. <laughs> Just wound up in a, in a contortioned state of anxiety and upset. Okay, go on. Okay, so... You press the buttons to turn the lights on and off. And I'm going, okay, great. Because, you know, I want to get in there. And mm-hmm. when the music's off, I just want to be in the dark and float mm-hmm. around like that episode of The Simpsons. So I get in there and, oh, 
I'm sorry. I have to. I have to circle back to this because it was so <laughs> integral to the experience I had. Okay. <laughs> and I mentioned it last night. Um, before you even go into the pods, you go to the back room where there's like a hair and makeup station, mm. and a you know there's like a toilet and a relaxed room for at the end. Um, and they also show you this jar of like communal Vaseline, <laughs> 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 which is not at all for what you might expect. <laughs> The communal Vaseline, I did not dare use. I didn't dare use it. Um, mostly because I thought I didn't need to. So the Vaseline and the and the cotton buds, like the Q-tips, mm. are therefore... A barrier if yeah. you've got a little nick or a cut. Yeah, yeah, so it works as an occlusive where, you know, if you if you do have a nick or a scratch, you put it over the top. And I'm looking at my arms and legs going, no, I'm good. I'm all right. Mm. Until I lower <laughs> myself mm. into... The water. You've done a physical, bottom. you've done a check I've done over a quick examination. I've done a no throw my eyes around. I'm good. I'm good to You're go. Good. You're getting in. And I was all good. You're right expecting up until smooth the sailing. Until <laughs> I put my head in. <laughs> <laughs> and that was when I realized I must have had some previously unknown to me, um, a little rash or a bit of Irritation. eczema or something right along the back of my head. Um, like a lot, nice. just up, like at my neck and mm. anyway, and I just did not anticipate because when she was saying the salty it would water, sting. it would yeah. sting. I'm going, mm. it really stings. It's like getting in the ocean. Sorry. It was like being on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Okay. Not relaxing. <laughs> not relaxing in the slightest. I had, I had forgotten that I'd had a blood test. So I had a little bit of fire, but it was like a pinprick of fire. It was fine manageable file the base of my skull felt like i was being burned (laughs) okay so i i'll just sort of match you with my experience so far um so i shower i'm mad about the hair i know my hair is gonna hate this i'm already upset about it but i I could see it in your eyes that you're upset about it i get into my pod which the gas struts work on fine but i've been given the same talk about the button um and she's got it set on the setting where it moves through the lights yes mine was set to that also um, and so you lower yourself in and then music kind of meditative music and the light show is designed to induce a state of meditation. And then when the music stops, they encourage you to turn the lights off so that you have the sensory deprivation. So you've got earplugs in. Did you put earplugs in? I forgot about the earplugs. <laughs> so you've got, the idea is you've got earplugs in. Oh, you can't hear anything. <laughs> It's what you're irate about the sounds. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and it's dark. I really liked the dark. Um, I, I thought I might feel claustrophobic, but I actually had this sense of being in a vast space. Like maybe I was in the ocean or something. So I really enjoyed the sensory deprivation in the dark. Here's a few things that I thought about during the course of it. I couldn't sustain the meditation sort of, the whole time. So about halfway through, I had to pretend to be a mermaid for a bit. Do not laugh at me. Uh, no. <laughs> I had to get the wiggles out. You'll know why I'm out. laughing in a minute. I had to get the wiggles out. So I'm sort of like pushing myself on and off the edges, like kind of swimming around. I'm doing some jellyfish motions. I'm swishing my hair around. Like I've got to get the sillies out. Um, and then I happen to, I'm a little bit worried I'm going to bump accidentally into the emergency button. And this Exact worry is why I've decided to wear knickers into the thing. 
You didn't go for the full experience. I didn't go for the full experience because my brain, what if there's an emergency? What if I have to hit that button and she has to come running in and lift the pot up? I didn't even think What if that. you had to come running in because there was an emergency? We don't want the full experience. I didn't even think of that. In an emergency situation. <laughs> so I feel more prepared to deal with emergencies when I'm not naked. I too prefer to deal with emergencies when I have got my everything's covered. Yeah, because I think about this when I sleep. I yes. What if I think we've talked about this before? Okay. Anyway, yeah. so anyway, so I'm I kind of had a nice time, but I've nudged the light button, and the lights have come on. But not even the light show, just like the bright white light, has come on, like the end of the session light. And she's given me this talk about having to push it really hard. Okay, so I am trying my best. To push this button really hard to get the lights to go back off. And I cannot for the life of me. I am pushing it with both hands with my feet up against the wall. Like pushing it with all my strength to get the lights to go off. And they will not under any circumstances go off. And I think I do this. And I'm trying not to sound too splashy. Because I'm like, what if she's out there? (laughs) Like you're not meant to be splish splashing around in there. But there's this like of my bum going along the bottom of the thing and like it's creaking and I'm splishing and I'm splashing and I'm trying to get the lights to go off and eventually I decide I'm like well they came on because I just nudged them so I gave them a gentle nudge you don't have to push it hard at all what just a gentle nudge really a really soft I gave it a really soft one thumb push and I was able to move through all of the light settings Lies. Fake news. So we're about to get to the reason why I am incensed. So once they're off and I've been a mermaid for a bit and got my sillies out, I can kind of re-enter my floating in the vast ocean meditation and I'm all right. You and I had such different experiences. (laughs) (laughs) I do have some notes for improvement, but you go first. (laughs) Okay. So I am in my alien bar. (laughs) And I have took all this, I've taken all this knowledge of pressing the buttons really hard to. She's really set us up to fail here. Okay, yeah. And and I'm in there, and all I can think about is the ring of fire on the back of my head. (laughs) Weird Johnny Cash. Yeah. So I'm thinking, what am I going to do about this? And the flames get higher. Ring of fire. Anyway, go on. Um, But do you know what? I'm nothing if not a MacGyver. If I do (laughs) say so. Don't we know it? And you're also, so you're supplied with three things inside the pod. The three things are a dry face washer. Yeah. A a water spray bottle. Yeah. Fresh water in case you get salt in your eyes. Yes, because the water is extremely salty, as we found out on the departure. (laughs) And... (laughs) When I left as a human salt crystal... So salty. <laughs> but you were the one that was actually salty. <laughs> I was salty in personality, but you were salty in physicality. <laughs> Go on, yeah. Anyway. And, oh, and you get the little... Um, you get the, the head halo. The head halo, which I would describe. I thought about how to describe this. It's effectively pool noodle material in the shape of a toilet seat. That Do you know, I have shared parts of this story to somebody... And that's exactly what I said. That's Because that is what it is. It's that's a foam it toilet seat, but a bit smaller. Now, being the MacGyver that I am, mm. I thought, how am I going to 
stay in this ex- because the, the f- head float thing is mm. in case you feel like you can't support your head in the water which I really don't know how you wouldn't do that because it's not that hard because you literally float on top of it. If you've ever dropped a few drops of oil on top of water, that's basically what's happening to you. You're so buoyant. Um, But maybe if you have a particularly heavy head or some neck issues or something Yeah, I think it's about... Because you're meant to sink your head back to have the right sort of neck Mm. posture. It might just be about posture rather than float. I'm not sure because I didn't feel like I had a problem with maintaining the posture. But what I did notice about the head halo mm. was the size and shape of it mm. was such though, so that if I put my head into it, the bottom of it mm. covered the part of my yes, head the fire. that was exposed to the fire. I also experimented yeah. with the head halo, but very differently. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm trying to ignore the fire. Now, I, I know that we've talked about this at length and we are both good meditators. Good we, meditators. Um, we have a lot of experience yes. doing meditations and I thought this is going to be a snap for me. You were, you were confident going I was in. very You were nothing short in. of confident. I, I was. I, I was like um, probably unjustly flexing my <laughs> meditation <laughs> muscles and, and I'm getting in there. But all I can think about is the fact that like a part of me is on fire. Fair enough. And then I thought to myself, didn't like ancient gurus used to sit on like I don't know hot things or something like that and be an extreme? Isn't like the number one goal of meditation to be in discomfort and ignore it? <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, you're like maybe I'll get a richer experience yeah. for the pain. Okay, so that's what I've convinced myself okay. at the time. Going, I am getting really getting the full experience yeah. now. So I've got the neck thing on and I'm covering it up, and that's helping a lot. Mm. And it's at this point that I realise the music's turned off, but mm. the lights have not. Because mm. you do have to turn them off yourself. They don't automatically go off. So I had a similar experience to you in the fact that I was romping around, <laughs> <laughs> splish splashing, mermaid stuff, <laughs> literally like two feet on the other yeah, side. Yeah, pushing. Pushing the button to get it to... Couldn't do it. So I spent my whole experience not deprived of all my senses no were you in the light the whole time i was in the light the whole time <gasps> i almost if i hadn't have got it off when i did i actually was going to get out and get her to do it i wish that i had because i didn't get to enjoy it ah bugger no you really needed the dark the dark was abs- the dark and the the headphones the earplugs mm. i think really did enhance the experience there was a point where i floated down to the bottom by mistake and my foot covered the light and mm. i thought oh Boy, that would be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. I so I have I enjoyed it. I don't know that I enjoyed it like a hundred percent more than just having a bath in my own bathtub in the dark. Uh, that's what I was thinking. Um, but here are some things that I thought would improve the experience. Um, and if these haven't been invented, it's a gap in the market. TM dragons, you can buy in for thirty percent of the profits. Um, so you have a float pod, much much the same. But I realized what I really wanted. I didn't want full sensory deprivation. I wanted a gentle wave. I wanted a wave to sort of like float over to carry me through. So I want a wave machine in the pod. Do you know I've managed to solve that problem? Did you make your own waves? I did. I made my own waves too, but I don't want to have to make my own waves. I found if you rolled your hips in the right way. Yeah, you got up momentum. Yeah, got a little momentum and then you were gently rocked. Yeah. 
Because I found there was, I don't know what it was. It was a bit like anti-gravity. If you pushed yourself off one corner, you sort of ping-ponged around like a pinball. Yeah. Do you know what? I could not stop visualizing. Do you remember? It's probably a long time ago now, but... Do you remember the old DVD players and when it went into like yes, I know exactly mode, what you're talking about. And the DVD logo would like bounce, bounce around. around the screen. That's how I felt. Yeah, that's what I felt like too, and that's why I was worried I was going to press the emergency button <laughs> by accident. And summon the woman. Yeah, but the I was room. ready because I was not in the full experience. Well, do you, um, know what? you were prepared. I was. I was prepared <laughs> for almost anything. I was ill prepared for almost all of it. Okay, the other thing I have to say, and this is interesting because you mentioned the floating, right? that it'd be hard not to float. I had to MacGyver the floaty thing for a little bit of booty support. Oh, really? Because, so I was like, I'm going to say, like we mentioned before, junk in the trunk. Mm -hmm. The -hmm. water's not that deep. So my hips were floating above the water. But if they dipped at all, I'm touching the bottom with the booty. And that's really ruining the experience for me. So I needed some kind of flotation device under the backside to just lift those hips up higher. Okay. So I wasn't along the bottom. I did not have that experience. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. yeah. So that's... We I both mean, had MacGyvering to do. Thank God for the neck pillow. Yeah. But I mean, it was it was on Struggle Street. Okay. <laughs> it, it was helping, <laughs> but not a great deal. Okay. So I TM the, the booty pillow. Um, flotation device, which is clearly we're going to get some pool noodles and tie them in circles mm, and yeah. sell those um, to flotation centers. I think that would really help. Do you know what? I think it's something that they haven't realized they need. No, and it's not very inclusive. Maybe people are just too embarrassed <laughs> to mention it. Maybe. I think we need to blow the top <laughs> right off this. The only other thing I could think was, and I don't know why this would be, but I had this thought. Is this a man-dominated market? Is it mostly men going in the float pods because... Counterintuitive. And I I've thought. got another question for you about mankind because I know this one doesn't apply to you. Good, because I've got a question for you, but not related to this. Go on. This is largely a question about straight boys. Um, I have been doing my own anthropological research, yeah. so I can report on You've this. You've been doing field work with I, the straight boys. I have. I haven't met very many who will admit to enjoying a bath. Do you know I have some things to report on. Okay. So I think, mm. is this targeted at the men who would really benefit from just using their bathtub, but won't do it. So they need it to be some kind of like event therapy, science, <laughs> physiotherapy kind of based event rather than I want a bath, please. Pseudotherapy at best. Yeah. I'm going to say. Okay. I enjoyed it. It was an enjoyable experience. I'm, I'm probably not going to pay to do it again. I'm actually very surprised that, um, you are having more positive things. I know. <laughs> I was outraged. You, I could tell. Um, I, I could, was seething. <laughs> oh, I got out. I think I've been through everything on my list. My list says I wanted to be a mermaid. Lights mishaps. Bum sinking. Want a bum floaty, please. And I want some waves. So I've been through all my list, but I could tell immediately when you came out and the woman was like, how was it? And you couldn't even lie to her. Like, What did I say? You were like, weird. Oh. <laughs> and you were just clearly, you had clearly not enjoyed yourself. I was still on fire. You were on fire, but the lights, huge difference. Oh, uh, yeah, I wasn't happy. Huge my, difference. In my notes, it says float notes. Yeah. Um, I talked about eczema and remedy. So I'm talking about the eczema and the communal Vaseline. Mm-hmm. The buttons, the lights... And the hair dry out. 
Oh. Oh, just my hair. Dries your like hair straw. out. I was not happy about that. The other thing, the only bonus of it, I did, they were stocked with a Dyson hairdryer and I have wondered for so long, are they worth the price? Did you try it out when I wasn't there? I tried it out. It is actually very good. And the thing I like about it is that it is quiet. Because I was taking a look at it when we were on our tour yeah. before we went in and I was thinking, hmm, Bougie. we're in a very quiet space. Mm. And there is no door. That's why they've got the Dyson. On this on this hairdryer room. Yeah, that's why they've invested in the Dyson. Uh-huh. Okay. Because it's a quieter hairdryer. I'm so glad to know the answer to that because I was thinking about that on the yeah. way home. So I did, I did it, I'm not a hairdryer user, but I would recommend based on that. Um, what else did we have to report on? Um, okay. Well, I, know, I know what I want to report on when we come back. F- wait, what do you mean? Like next time I see you. Oh, okay. Um, I had a question for you. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, were you going to tell me about straight men and their bars? Okay. So we've got straight men in their bars. I've got a question for you about cake etiquette. Okay. <laughs> Which I already know you will have insights on about this. I'll try. <laughs> um, did we finish reporting back on the dogs we did? We did. Dogs are going great. Dogs are going great. We love them. We'll keep you apprised on our Instagram, obviously, which is for the podcast and not just for pictures of our dogs. But obviously, they're important. The, yeah, they're they going to feature. They're going to feature a lot. They're also a serious draw card for potential fans. I know because they're so cute. They, and they have so many them. outfits. The dog accoutrement really gets me. He can't even. Did I send you all the pictures of my dog? Yes, you did. You went to town on the dog outfits. And then was... he, he had enough. He, he put a boundary in place, healthy boundaries, that that was enough costume changes for one day. Yeah. When I um, took the rocket ship off him, he growled. <laughs> Fair enough, I'd say. Because well, he was a pocket rocket. I know. Uh, um, so you, you have a question about cake etiquette. I have a question about cake etiquette. Now, this has come up at, at work. Okay. Um, this week, or it might've been last week. Anyway, it was very recently. And my question to you is at what point can you go back for a second piece? When you finish the first. Okay. Sorry. Let me set. The you context. can't double park cake. <laughs> That's the only rule about cake. You can't double park. You can't double park cake. No. If you, unless there's more than one cake, in if... which case you can Okay, so I've got some context. Yeah, give us the context. Okay, staff room. Okay. Now, two cakes. Okay. Now, you have heard the joke, you can always spot a teacher at a buffet. Because they're at the cake table? Because they're just, it's just jamming it in. Yeah. Now, I have to be, um, without giving too much away, my school does actually have um, two separate breaks for two halves of our school. Yeah. So junior school has, we have one break and yep. the senior primary have a separate break to us. So we alternate our use of the staff and we're actually not in there at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are two cakes okay, made by someone in the upper primary faculty. For a purpose? I think it was just a, just a nice Friday just a nice cake. Thing. Was it a Friday cake? I think it was like a Tuesday. So oh, Tuesday cake. Good Even heavens. nicer, honestly. Anywho. So two cakes, right? Now we have a big staff. We've got probably 90 people in any given mm-hmm. day. And my question is, if you know that there are people who are not currently in the room who will be in the next sort of 30 to 40 minutes who have not yet had the opportunity to clap eyes on the cake and then, you know, get their fork into it, 
do you take a second piece? Is there enough for them to have a second piece when they get there? I feel like it's too soon to make the assessment. Oh, See, I think if you are providing Tuesday cake, you need to account for everyone having two pieces. So you're going to make sure there's enough. A sub question. Yeah. If you are trying to get around the two piece of cake etiquette rule, Mm -hmm. is it socially acceptable to cut yourself a larger piece if the cake's not already cut? Because I've, witness, I've a, witnessed some. The um, size of a piece of behavior. cake is determined by your heart. Because cake goes in the heart. You, yeah. Yeah. We're not having any kind of cake shaming, cake size etiquette. Like, as long as everyone's getting okay. a bit. All right. Whatever. Whatever goes. Do you know what? The person who made that cake wants to see people cut a big slice. A hearty serve. The, that is there for enjoying. That's why they call it a hearty serve. Yeah. The other way you're getting around <laughs> that, right, is you're cutting a few pieces to save for someone that you know that's not in the room. Oh, mm, okay. But also cutting yourself an extra one. Yeah. I think the, um, what I'm going to call the cake faux pas yeah. that I feel like I've witnessed okay. was the... First half break, people mm-hmm. polishing off the initial cake and starting on the second one. No, you're not starting on the second one. See, I'm thinking, are there two different flavors? No, they're the same. Oh, well, then one is clearly for one group and one is clearly for the other. Okay, that's what I thought too. But that's I, an important piece of context. I feel like maybe I didn't set two up. Two cakes, the same. <laughs> you did not set up the same. Two cakes have been made. One is clearly for one group, one for the other. Do you know all that needed, though? Because you can't trust people. All that needed was a Passag post-it note. It says, for senior Break one. Senior, yeah. Yeah. What I think I've learned is that the context around cake consumption is so important. It is so mm. important. Now, I was talking about this, and we should stop talking about cake because this is the second week in a row we've been exploring cake etiquette. Um, <laughs> did we explore it last time? We did. Birthday cake singing. Oh, as a transaction. <laughs> as a transaction. And my colleague had thoughts, he had feedback on that, um, which was he believes the transaction. We suggested that the the guests have to sing for their supper. So they are singing in order to earn a piece of cake. He said it's quite the opposite, that the person being sung to has to endure the singing to earn their birthday cake. That if they don't endure the singing, they don't get the cake. So, so it's the opposite for him. Is that he person an introvert? I think he'd say so, yes. <laughs> he, he did recently take some leave to spend some time alone with his cat on a leash. I don't think you'd mind sharing that. I think that's important. As a, an important recharging well-being activity. You've got to know what's going to you know, charge your batteries. Yeah, and you know, carers leave. You've got to supervise a cat on a leash. Yeah, well, especially if you're in a cat containment area. Necessary. Yes. So he doesn't like being sung to. And then it so happened to be his birthday at work in the intervening time. How did that go? we all take turns buying each other a cake for birthdays. And I found some difficulty around that because I don't like most birthday cake. And so I said, how fussy can I be? Do I not say anything and let them buy me a cake I clearly won't enjoy and won't eat? And then they'll feel bad. Do I be really fussy about my parameters, but then I'm being annoying? What I wanted to do was just say, please don't buy me a cake. You know, give the money to charity or whatever. I I don't want the cake. We can all just have brownies maybe. I won't enjoy okay. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to seem snooty. Like mm-hmm. I'm the better person who doesn't eat cake, who wants the money to go to charity. Matt 
likes cake. He doesn't like being sung to. So his cake has arrived. Everyone's gathered at morning tea time. I'm so sorry. I've named you Matt. And <laughs> <laughs> that's actually not his real name. We made that up. No, it's Jat. Um, <laughs> or Blat. We'll, we'll call him Le Chat. <laughs> <laughs> that's French for cat. <laughs> um, and he, everyone's organizing to start singing. We cannot possibly cut the cake until the singing has happened. And I've noticed he's sort of back turned. He's not engaging. And I was like, oh, I know what's going on here. So I start saying to people, no, I don't think he wants to be sung to. They will not listen. They won't take no for an answer. Oh, they're a mob. They've decided that can't possibly be the case. He's just being modest and they must sing. The rigmarole I had to go to to convince people that the birthday boy did not want to be sung to was extraordinary. So I'm starting to believe Matt around that. That you are, It's the sitting through the singing to that means you're allowed to have some cake as a birthday person. I think there might be something to that, actually. Mm. You must be embarrassed in order to get the cake. Yeah, wow. Mm. That also food for thought. Food for thought. What are your thoughts? We'll come back to it. <clears throat> we probably won't, but oh, you, not you me. should still think about it. Are you it. talking to the fans? Yeah, the fans. <laughs> <laughs> Our one fan who didn't actually listen, just likes the Instagram. Yeah. And Matt, who listened. Yeah. Okay, Lily, so. Lily T had some feedback too. Yes. Do you want to hear it very quickly? Before I think we, we should, because we should wrap up soon. Oh, we should. Um, did we have something else to talk about? Not that I can recall. We do oh. need to decide what we will be reporting on next. We do. We also need to quickly list through some things we've purchased for anxiety. Oh, anxiety made me buy it. That's our yeah. segment we're looking forward to. So um, Lily T has given us some feedback. She would like us to, and I think we've done a very good job of this. Okay. Um, her feedback was that she would really like us to finish our stories because she was listening along and we would sort of start a segment or a story and then be scattered tangential off onto the did next we thing. oh i think we no not i all, not i think always. we've been a bit tangential this time have we i think we just we'll we, have to see what lily t has to say yeah well maybe lily can report back to us we'll get lily to report back um other yeah. feedback um uh, let me just check did we miss anything i told my students our plan to sort of you know accidentally get famous oh yeah and they but only in like an abc tv kind of five o'clock segment way um Mm. And they they think we can do it. Oh, they don't know that. you, but they think I can do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, do you know what? Just for, um, which I had completely forgotten about, mm. to remind us to keep on track, I'm actually looking at the uh, the t- content teaser poster. Oh, yeah. Is there anything on there we haven't addressed? <laughs> I'm just going to show it to you and see what you think. Oh, we haven't addressed... <laughs> we haven't, we haven't ad- addressed uh, my epiphyte in a seatbelt. Or the Fertinius. Or the Fertinius, which should... Things that we hate. Things that give us anxiety. Fertinius. Fertinius. They also give us rashes and hay fever. Hay fever. Disgusting things. Um, so maybe a future segment is plants that make you say, ooh. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sick of them. Sick of them. Um, I don't think... I think the epiphyte in a seatbelt <laughs> speaks for itself, to be honest. If you don't know it, traveling with naked plants in seatbelts in your car, you're not one of my kind. You're a different human. I think what I like more is the lead up to how it got in the seatbelt. I know, but it's, I'm not ready yet. Okay. Can we can we come back to it? We'll come back to it. Um, um, and anxiety made me buy it. We were going to go through since it's been mental health day recently and we did our kind of pods, mm. our submersion pods to try and 
I've also had the B12 injections, which apparently helps with anxiety. Work on, yes, you mm, and your B12. I don't know. I don't know if I've got much to report yet. Okay, maybe, maybe you need another one. I might finish the infusions, which I've got two more. Okay. And then I'll report and see how things are. Like we said, aging is a privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, so anxiety made me buy it. I bought an entire fish tank over New Year's as a kind of self-soothe um, because I do like the fish, but what I actually like is the maintenance of the fish tank, like the testing of the pH and the cleaning of the fish tank. Is that what it is? Yeah, I really like all of the associated fish tank rituals. Okay. Did you have to buy much fish tank paraphernalia? I Yeah, I had to buy everything <laughs> from scratch. I'm just processing. Did you know? <laughs> the other thing is you can't, this is a really delayed gratification exercise, <clears throat> is you can't get the fish straight away. So what you do is you set up the tank um, and you cycle the water for a few weeks, maybe up to six weeks. So you build the tank's ecosystem and its bacteria um, till it's at the really optimal healthy levels and it's stabilized. Um, And then you can introduce the fish. I didn't know that. So it's not like you can go, I really want a fish today and put it in the water straight away. You can, it's not good for the fish. It's not ideal. It's not the proper way of fish tank keeping. So I did everything and I took a real pride in walking into that pet shop to buy the fish. And they're like, have you cycled your tank? And I've got written down the stats on the pH of my tank over the last six weeks. Which no person in their right mind is faking to get a fish. No, no (laughs) one's faking that. I already know all the questions they're going to ask because I've been stalking the pet shop for a while, watching them ask the questions of people trying to buy fish. And I'm ready to go. Can I ask where you purchased your fish? My fish were pet barn fish. Okay, is this from your local pet barn? Uh, I've... Did you outsource? No, I've been to a few different pet barns to find the right fish. Uh, Ah, okay. So you weren't just in the market for any old fish. No, and you want to look at the health of the fish. So this is annoying, but when they're going to capture the fish for you, you have to ask them not to give you the ones that they first catch because they're the slow ones and they're sometimes unhealthy. You want them to catch the hardest to catch ones because they're the zippiest and the healthiest. That's such an annoying request. I know. <laughs> I know. But if the person working there is a real fish person, they'll respect it. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, this person's okay. probably not going to kill this one. The other thing I've bought for anxiety reasons, um, an acupuncture mat. Mm. Love that. Also, the cat froths it. He sits on those little spiky spikes of doom like there is no tomorrow. Does he really? He bloody loves it. He's right into the Because I spent ages turning it upside down so he wouldn't accidentally spike himself. <laughs> no, all about it. Wow. What does Poppy think of the spike mat? She's well, I put it. it on up high surfaces so she can't step on it. Okay. I think that she would not be pleased. She would it. not be pleased. She <laughs> wants soft squish. I think she'd be doing greyhound screams. The greyhound scream is something to behold. It's so human. It is so upsetting. Un- unholy and unsettling. And it doesn't take much for them to do it. <laughs> do you know... Why mine did the greyhound scream? Why is yours the scream yours screamed? The scream my greyhound screamed (laughs) at six fifty two this morning. Why? Was because I opened my eyes when he so he was like scratching at my head and he (laughs) wanted some wanted some breakfast. Yes. And I opened my eyes and I went and I closed my eyes again and he did a greyhound scream. Because he knew me closing my eyes oh. meant I'm not getting up for breakfast How right dare now because you. it's not even 7 a.m. on he a Saturday. He screamed you up. And he screamed until I got up. <laughs> <laughs> and I Poppy thought... does no such thing, to be honest. No, not quite at that level. Um, <laughs> but she has 
She has faked a limp because she objected to wearing a bandana out of the house. The limp magically resolved, like magically within seconds of me taking the bandana off. See, I I know this story and I'm loving, I love it. The fans need to know about it too because this story is the reason that I thought my greyhound <laughs> was faking, faking a limp. <laughs> he was not. I thought he'd gotten up and didn't like the... Uh, coolness of the title <laughs> on his feet under his feet <laughs> and we have read about greyhounds that don't like specific floor coverings to the point that their owners have used yoga mats and towels to make little tracks for them around the house outraged <laughs> about the towel on the yoga mat sorry i'm not purchasing a whole house full of yoga mats i mean that's what we say we say that's where we draw the line but if your greyhound needed it who knows what you'd do i think i'd just get mats i don't know i don't know look i'm not a fortune teller so i can't i can't be predicting the future like that but I'm going to go out on a limb and say, hopefully, I'm not pulling any such shenanigans. No. Okay, so things your anxiety made you buy. Um, okay, now there's a there's such a great big long list. Um, but I... Highlights real. Highlights real. Do you know, like, I'm actually having a blank right now. you having now. a blank. Even though I thought about the, the whole... Obviously, your plans. Yeah, okay, so all my plans. If you ever go into my bathroom, which I hope you don't, unless I know you well. Because um... <laughs> you share it with the straight boys? Mm. We have to come back to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So when I, now this is, I'm also going to share a weird thing I've done. Okay. And I don't want any judgment from anybody about this. <laughs> He's making eyes at me. If looks could kill right now. Yeah. Um, do not scoff. I always scoff when you say don't scoff. <laughs> Sometimes. And I don't. I'm already For reasons I don't fully understand. Go on. Sometimes I will buy myself a Bunnings gift card. <laughs> Go on. So that when I come back next time, it feels even like more a like a present to myself. <laughs> saying i do that all the time i'm just saying i have been known to do that was the most recent bunnings gift card you spent one you bought yourself no okay that one wasn't. <laughs> um that one was real <laughs> and i'm not sure if it's okay. entirely anxiety related but i don't think i scoffed you definitely laughed i cackled <laughs> so that's the thing i've done i love um, i love and respect it I there I have no <laughs> problems whatsoever with that. Oh good. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. So um the plants are anxiety related because I figure They're so soothing. And also, now this might sound a bit crazy, but I think there's something about being responsible for looking after something else yeah, that it's good causes for you. me to look after myself. Yes. Are you finding that with the dog? Yes. Absolutely. The dog is providing Did anxiety make you get the dog? Yes. <laughs> I'd like to report back on several things about how that has helped. <laughs> Thing number one. Okay. Um, the love and adoration. Oh, I know. This so Unconditional. Loving. Yeah. Well, that's not entirely true. The condition is food. Yes. Um, Which we can satisfy. I, can, I am happy to provide, honestly. Um, thing number two is the daily walks when it's not flogging down rain. Yes. Um, 
So good for you. Good for me. Good for the dog. Bit of a routine. Good for Duke. Yeah. Because um, he's loving going along with you. He loves it. It's his. He froths it. He loves going. Um, thing number three is yeah, just the the routine of it Mm. all because the dog will not be having any of my I don't feel like it nonsense. No, they don't care. They they feel like it. Sometimes they know what's good for you when you don't. My dog, for example. Now, when you get the greyhound, I got mine from a friend who'd lovingly like socialized her just so beautifully and she is such a well-adjusted dog. But when you get them from the rescue people, they want to know that you'll be able to socialize them. My dog is socializing me, I've realized. Um, so in the span of one week, Poppy has arranged, and I am saying Poppy has arranged, not me. It's been her. Through me, Poppy has forced me to arrange two play dates with two separate sets of Men. You are but a social conduit. Yeah. So her social calendar, (laughs) she just attracts so much chit chat from random strangers that I would never have been doing before. I'll be at a cafe. They want to come and sit. You've seen it. They want to come and sit and talk. You've seen it with my dog. It happened with you. I know. And they want to talk about Poppy, which is, it's good because it gives me something to discuss. I know what to do because I can be a socially anxious bee. Um, but I am talking to way more people routinely than I would otherwise be talking to. And two of them now want to do puppy play dates, which I absolutely will be doing. So she is working on me and my, uh, my walls. Let's say that. I would have described it as your apprehension to engage with people you have no interest in. But I, how do I know <laughs> if I'm interested in them if I haven't? Well, now you'll be able to find out. Yeah. Because I am thrilled. I'm particularly thrilled. One of this has been a slow burn. Um, so it's been about 12 weeks in the lead up to me accosting a almost stranger and giving him my number so our dogs can hang out. Do you know what? I'm just very, very thrilled that that's all worked out because there's only so many times you can talk to a married man getting off a bus <laughs> about your dog and organizing a play date. I know. Anyway, so Poppy's social calendar is thriving. I'm upskilling in the social department through her. The dogs are hands down a win. They are a good thing for the mental health. Oh, they totally are. It is. It's and the physical health. Oh yeah, but you know, and I always say, physical and mental go hand. It's a one thing. Health. Health. Hashtag health. Hashtag health. Um. So. Let's come back to the bath very quickly. Very quickly to the bath and we'll wrap up. Yeah. With something that we want to report back on next time. Oh, good. Okay. So the question you posed before mm. was what? A straight boy is pretending to not like baths or being kind of like averse to baths because of some kind of weird stereotype. Okay. Yes. I think that from my anthropological study mm. of my my housemates, mm. um, my two. Are they going to listen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Listen. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Uncle 40 and Uncle They can feed back on what they think. Yeah. They're going to love it. Um, so they can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and I know that they will. I think that what happens is um, younger men mm. who know that a good soak is good for your, your physical body. Yeah, your body body. Like particularly because I live with two budding athletes, Fitty, fit boys, fit boys. They they do a lot of exercise. <laughs> Sound a bit pervy, but it wasn't <laughs> factually fit boys. Like they're you know they're doing they they're running like ten k's for fun. Ugh. Like it's it's a lot. Um, I'm running five because I feel like I should, but not for fun. I'm running none. Okay. 
<laughs> Balance in all things. Yes, you know, moderation. Um, and I, I think that there are there's a certain demographic of of men who really enjoy bath because they know how beneficial it is to them. Yeah. But I don't know that they're seeking it out for the relaxation mm-hmm. sort of battery recharge mm-hmm. purposes that maybe some of us are yeah. attaining from the bath. Yes. But are they the ones who aren't, who are like bristled? They like, they're like, poof, nah, 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 don't do baths. I feel like there's a weird gender thing happening there. Like baths are girly. Uh, definitely. I think there's absolutely some kind of bath trip. And I wonder if it's the popularization of bath bombs. Look, I don't know. I don't mm. Something about bath culture to me. Like, because when I think of bath, I think of, not do you know water, what they need? Something to soak do you know what will address this? A bath beer. Because the shower beer has really taken off. Do you know what? A shower beer is very popular in my house. A shower beer is huge. I used to get Snapchats from my housemate as he enjoyed his shower beer while I was just over the other side of the wall. I would like to report on this because I don't know if you've ever had a shower beer. I have. I've not. It is tranquility. Because you can't have a shower wine, the water will get in. I've not had a shower wine. That's weird. No, you can't do it. But you can have a bath wine. A bath wine. Oh, sorry, different. They're, they're like So, ends. obviously we'll be marketing the bath beer so that the boys can get involved in the bathtub mm. in a nice masculine way. Also, like stereotyping beer as a man's drink. Yeah. Well, the, the, women, the women don't need to be lured in with a beer. That's it's all true. I'm saying. Also, I think... Um, when we're thinking about demographics, the the kind that you're saying maybe are bristled by yeah, the idea bristle of a bath, at the bath tend to like a beer or a rum they and tend coke. To, yeah, so <laughs> we're marketing that we're getting them in the bathtubs and they don't have to spend seventy five dollars going to float therapy. Yeah, I mean, as honestly, a guise for having a bath because it is just a big bath. Yeah, and it's very salty, and you don't really get you have to clean off anyway because you have to have a shower before and after. Yes. Um, it's a it's a communal bath. And you the share after, it. the oh, after, like the is water is important. shared. Yeah, a lot of salt. Um, okay, so what? So what are we reporting on? Well, we're going into like weeks three to four of term, so things are going to ramp up. I know that my my calendar for work is extremely busy. Mine too. So, I guess our challenge going into that is how are we maintaining some balance? We've got mm-hmm. the added pressure of like the dog routines. Yes. We're building in these things for our health. So I've got my Pilates that I'll be building in. Netball, we play on a netball team, we'll be taking off. Oh, we're starting that soon. We're starting netball soon. So I'm interested in how we are managing our time. Okay. How we're doing that, how that feels as so things pick up. I have got something that I have been thinking about. And now that we're talking about it, mm. I might instigate it mm-hmm. and report back on it. Okay. It is a... It's a particular app okay. for organizing time. People specifically aimed at people who identify as neurodivergent mm-hmm. in a way that um, they find time management quite debilitating. Yep. So I think that I might be hooking into that mm-hmm. and figuring out ways to um, manage my time better. Because I am quite poor at time management, as you know. I, th- I mean... I think you can do it, but you find it. I find it. Extremely it takes a lot exhausting. of energy. Yeah. I find it very exhausting, not only to arrange and it, stressful. but also to enact it. Yes. So, 
like I wouldn't say you're you're bad at it, but the toll it takes on you doing it definitely is big. I have sort of the reverse problem where I I can organize my time really well, um, but it can make me a little bit not spontaneous, and I can lose a lot of time in like what I'm blocking out to allow for things to happen. So I'm like, oh, you know, I've got Pilates eight till nine, so I can't possibly do anything between eight and 1 p.m. Like that is how my brain works. Like I need to allow all of that time to manage that one activity. And so when the things ramp up and they start to bump up against each other, I've got to change tack. Mm, Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is that, do you have a particular thought in mind about how you might combat that? Not yet. Not yet. I think, like, I use a physical diary. Um, so I've been exploring. You're so good at your physical diary. I love my physical diary, but I have been looking at, um, have you seen the, t- the technology device that is like writing on paper? Yeah, it's called What's a... What's it called? Um, it's called a Remarkable. A Remarkable. My mum has one. I've been admiring the Remarkable. I also... Could like we get Sue to report back on the Remarkable? I'm definitely not going to buy it between now and next time we talk. Because you know they're like $800. I know. Yeah, Sue owns one. But obviously I'll be buying it for work purposes. Would you like a lend of it? And it will depreciate. I could ask her. Would you like to try before you buy? I No, I think I just want a review from Sue. Okay. Um, can I, I can already tell you what she uses it for. No, I think we should do it next time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then I've, what I've got to do is be less rigid. I know. So maybe I need to do something spontaneous. Okay. Okay. So I am going to increase my rigidity. Between us, we'd be perfect. And you are going to decrease yeah. your rigidity. And we're yeah. going to report back on that. Um, I would also like a sub, uh, like a subtopic related to that about how that affects our sort of overall well-being and mental health. And yes, because I think that how the, it feels. I think that they're related. Obviously, isn't it all? All right. So we have our challenges. We do. Um, and we'll we be look forward back. to reporting back. All right. Thanks for joining us. Um, oh my God. If you listen to all of that, well done. Yeah, honestly. I mean, we, we dragged on a bit today. We're, quite, we're sorry. Okay. We're sorry. Okay. We love Peace you all. Out. Bye. <laughs>